0: Namaskar, everybody, and welcome. We're continuing and, and hopefully wrapping up uh, what is our our series. Um, so if you've seen the past episodes, and I welcome you to check it out uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, or we also have an audio feed, uh, you know, for these episodes, uh, where you can see that we've reviewed, uh, you know, agriculture allocations. We've reviewed the allocations from a healthcare perspective, especially since healthcare was, you know, had one of the biggest. Um, uh, you know, or one of the most noted allocations in probably a very, very long time for India. Uh, we've also looked at it from a defense perspective, which is always very important. Um, and then our last episode was, uh, you know, regarding MSME and the business, uh, you know, area of, you know, uh, of, of the budget allocation. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to sit with uh, the person who's been doing all the interviews, but also uh, someone who is, will hopefully give us a more accounting perspective of the budget. And I think that's something that we should discuss Uh, You know, because it's uh, accounting tends to be the thing that nobody talks about. Everybody talks about the very exciting allocation that went here and the fun allocation that went there or not enough came to this industry, Uh, you know, but we also need to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the accounting uh, uh, angle of of everything as well. So welcome, Dada. And uh, um, as you've been asking everybody, uh, how would you rate the budget uh, overall, uh, you know, on a scale of one to
1: ten? Well, I think I am a little biased right now after having talked to so many experts so I would uh, possibly be fearful of contradicting any of them, uh, but in my opinion, I think it is. It should be uh, eight out of ten overall.
0: Yeah, and I think that's uh, if, if that's almost just about the average of what I think all all the uh, panelists told us in terms of the overall rating of the budget. Yeah. Um, so now the the specific question, right? Let's talk about the accounting perspective. And from an accounting perspective, which includes things like the fiscal prudence and the deficit and all the targets. Uh, you know, how would you rate the budget? Do you feel like there's been sort of a lean towards uh, not necessarily populism, but is there been a lean towards over allocation and then the bigger announcements, uh, you know, as compared to what the revenue targets are and things like that? How would you rate that side of it?
1: Um, I I look at it slightly differently, you know, like uh, <clears throat> most of the allocations have been done based on certain assumptions and certain projections. Uh, and, and given that the uh, different ministries which get the allocations, they must have done their homework very well to seek that kind of an allocation. Or perhaps uh, there has been a slight rationalization over the figures that they would have actually wanted to have. So uh, the allocation itself is not not very questionable. On firm grounds, those allocations have been made. The real issue that has been observed for the last so many years is that while we have an allocation, the common man, uh, I mean you and me, do not get to know how that allocation has actually been utilized by the, the various ministries, what portion of it, what percentage of it remained unutilized, and what would have been the impact or what is likely going to be the impact if the utilization is not complete. Because when the allocation is made, it is made with the understanding that this will be fully utilized. So, on full utilization, an estimated outcome is projected. That, well, after this, I will have 10,000 kilometers of road. But if the allocation is not completely utilized, do I fall short and and, and stay complacent that I have done 9,800 kilometers? I have not been able to do 200 kilometers because... I, I did not have time, there was no manpower, there were no equipments or whatever. So that definitely is a, an area where the budget needs to look at. I, I think the government needs to tell us either at the survey level or at the budget level or even at the finance bill level, what were the shortfall in reaching the allocation 100% in the previous year? What were the reasons? And what were the impact on the so-called project or the areas of development for which those allocations were made? For example, there's been a 4,000 crore allocation for minority and there is a shortfall of, I mean, in achievement by say 300 crore. Then then the, the everybody needs to know or has a right to know why. what would have happened had these 300 crores been also utilized at the right time. Would it have made life of 20 more citizens, something like that. I mean, some measurable outcome must be correlated to the allocation that has been made, which I think this budget or any previous budget has not. So something something of that sort. So it's, it's one thing of that with this budgeting needs to do uh, uh, a rear view analysis of the performance. Besides that, uh, also we have to understand that if there's been an allocation and it has not been achieved, 100% utilization has not been achieved, then where is the sense of having a certain amount of deficit as an assumed deficit after the fiscal year? If underutilization is a natural, uh, natural uh, performance of the government, then that, that characteristic underutilization must be factored into the allocation so that there is a lesser deficit. So that is what I think is uh, overall what I uh, feel about, otherwise, uh, there have been very fair allocation. some schemes uh, like healthcare and all people are having some issue with the uh, quantum of allocation that has been made. but uh, the scheme itself has not yet been uh, totally uh, uh, worked out. I would. so I think by October, the real workout of the uh, the projections. And then uh, the the kind of responsibilities that the centre versus the state would be decided, and perhaps the source of funds would also um, more clearly articulated by the respective government. So I am not uh, unhappy about uh, the uh, allocation for health. Another uh, aspect that uh, I think uh, that that we have overlooking for quite some is when we talk of a deficit, what impact does it on the economy, on uh, on general life standard of the people, the standard of of the people, how it gets affected by deficit is uh, is it something that's going to affect them? Is a deficit uh, is something uh, that the government does today to make my life worse? Is something that need fully addressed.
0: So for for the benefit of people who are listening, uh, there are a couple of things that I want to sort of uh, point out in addition to what you were saying, which is, you know, one of the, one of the potential, I mean, or rather there are many reasons why allocations would not be completed. Right. Uh, Some of it, as you mentioned, some of, some of it is is project related issues. So you have issues because time was not enough, manpower wasn't enough. uh, You know, those kind of things can happen. And as a result of which, as you mentioned, to use the example of the roads, uh, you 200 kilometers didn't didn't finish because the year's over and you know didn't happen. Uh, the other angle of this as well is as you mentioned is the center-state relationship, right? Uh, so uh, the central government announces a scheme that is a state subject, but it's you know the central funding and the healthcare is a good example of this. Uh, here, it, it you know all the state governments uh, individually need to sort of you know, get on top of it, identify I mean, of course, again, with the relation to the healthcare scheme, these are some of the details will be worked out. But once the criteria are established as to, you know, who would be eligible for the scheme, uh, you know, it's it's on to them the state for them to come up with their list of allocations and actually assign them and then do this job, right? So there there are those there are those angles to it. And then as you mentioned, there's also interdepartment angles as well, right? So what we're talking about budget is from a from a ministry of finance to say this is the allocation that they're going to do based on what the ministry comes to them and tells them that they expect or want or whatever. And then sometimes it's also with relationship to the general direction the government wants to take for the year. So if the government wants to do a healthcare push for the year, I mean, with or without... Uh, you know, the ministry explicitly asking for something, that, uh, you know, they may divert funds towards healthcare and which might come at a cost of something else. And we won't talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, so, so these are different areas due to which this is quite a complex exercise. And then of course, the, the you know, the size of the country we have and the number of states and, uh, you know, does make this uh, quite a complicated exercise without any doubt. Um, talking about your review analysis, I think it's very interesting because a lot of times Uh, in in fact in most budgets right what you hear from from the government what you hear from the ministries they talk about allocations sometimes they compare the allocations so you know when you think of it like a company you know and most of the times they announce comparisons to last year when the allocation so it's more about last year we gave this much guess what we're giving out more this year right but then when when there is when that doesn't a and and b which is to the point you raise which is yeah, but what happened to that allocation? You you allocated 10% more this year, but does that really mean that last year's actual allocation was used, first of all? And if it, uh, you know, how does, you know, allocating you know, allocating 10% more, it looks good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's going to be beneficial because you haven't been able to achieve targets. So I think this review analysis has, uh, you know, huge context for, for us. And it's very important for us to, run, uh, you know, not just maybe last year, but to look at, for, for example, allocations over five years and you know how that, uh, you know, has been done. Is a lot of this data really available easily, or not so much?
1: No, no. I think data uh, is is uh, finding data is really a pain for a normal person like me. I am not uh, privy to uh, the databases that are generally available to the analysts and the uh, uh, so it becomes very difficult to really correlate, uh, pinpoint the issues that are reflected by the data so uh, even the uh, open data initiative of the, uh, i have been trying to find data but then uh, all that i could find for budget is up to 20, 2012 2013 data is not available there so uh, either it's not been updated or it's not made available uh, even if it has been so data is a major change. not being able to access data prevents from participating in the budget process proactively and constructively. That is something which I will. Okay,
0: so let's get into some of the, or let's delve a little bit into some of the details, uh, you know, regarding this. So obviously, uh, as is the case would be with any budget, we have to look at sort of two sides story. Uh, you know, the one side is the expenditure and what the government intends to do. And we've talked about some of this stuff, which is the allocation and everything else. And the other side, uh, so, so we've already been touching about a little bit about expenditure. So just to put something in perspective, um, we are roughly looking at. Uh, uh, I want to read this number properly. Uh, you know, it's about 2.4 million, roughly. Uh, so I mean, we have a. I mean, as as a, as a central government of India, we have an extremely large expenditure model, right? Uh, and that's natural because we have uh, tremendous outlays that we done. I mean, something even even something as simple as as national highways, which is the responsibility of the central government, therefore allocated uh, You know, we talked about sort of this tremendous five level. Um, requirement that uh, that you know they're looking to fulfill in healthcare and things like Uh, what is the of these schemes when we're looking at so we have to talk a little bit about the revenue as well and the revenue has been going up because we've had sort of changes in tax compliance and all of these things but what is the immediate what the government has been doing at least for the last four years is to try and adhere to a very tight fiscal and when I say that what I mean to say is that they are trying to bring down uh, the fiscal deficit of the central government over the course of years, gradually uh, by a couple—I mean, a 0.1, 0.2 percentage points kind of thing—but uh, you know, they're they're steadily doing so. So again, for, as an example, for the last financial year, uh, you know, the final fiscal deficit uh, came to roughly about 3.0, uh, and so the government has this year decided that you know we're going to target uh, bringing it down for the next year to 3.3, you know, uh, 0.2 percentage points uh, improvement in in fiscal uh, deficit. So you. Know, as, as, you, as you started to ask the question is, what does it mean you know, for us um, as citizens or what does it mean for us when, it, when we're talking about you know, what the government is doing for us and why that's important for us as a country? So, you know, when you have such tremendous uh, new allocation coming out, I mean, one of the things, um, not last year, but the year before was the OROP allocation, which was not budgeted for and things like that. Uh, then you have something, you know, as tremendous as, as this allocation is here. How does the government try to, you know, sort of manage this bit to bring down its deficit, but then there's such a high uptake in its expenditure as well. The allocation to healthcare last year to this year, I mean, the percentage will will be crazy. It won't be. Uh,
1: Well, uh, uh, let's try to understand one thing. I mean, let's not talk about a government. It's a big, uh, very big uh, and the mammoth size of the government itself and its expenditure and revenue may be difficult to fathom. By, by our normal standards, let's try to understand it from an income and expenditure. If the government does not increase the the mis- uh, spurt in employment, other productive economic activities happening. So it is very important that there are larger and larger allocations for infrastructure, for, uh, health care, for defense, for anything that bring more economic productive economic activity that is very important and when that happens when employment is consumption character and the consumption capability of the people also increases accordingly because there is more employment there is a more greater consumption there is a greater revenue for the government so the the balancing act that the government has to do is to see how much uh, spending will generate how much of larger revenues so that the gap closes down so uh, the so w- when it comes to expenditure there could be an expenditures an investment into the infrastructure or something uh, productive activity or it could be an expenditure on the maintenance of the government so the only space where they get some leeway to reduce is the Expenditure element, for, but there should not be any compromise in the aim for development. When you talk of reducing the expenditure for the major effort that has been seen in the recent times is by digitalizing the tests, uh, so that there is higher energy, higher uh, revenue uh, per person, generating the uh revenue side so this is uh, typically how anybody would be managing and that's how the government is managing the only change in how there is that the non-plan expenditure that we see and uh, that has remained a, a little volatile for the last years and that i think though it's very small in numbers but i don't think that's going to be very yes Larger allocation of plants is a country to develop and reduction of maintaining the government.
0: So, uh, let's talk now a little bit about the, the revenue side. So, uh, one of the things that uh, has been constantly actually on the rise, and uh, you know, there, there are a couple of angles to the mostly tax related ones. Uh, one of the big things that's been going on, especially over the last years, but sort of a little bit not as well, uh, sort of uh, you know, increasing that as we call it. So one of the big concerns, one of the big issues, um, as has been uh, you know uh, talked about for for many many years. Um, but something that was raised as well in in the finance minister's speech not this last year, uh, you know, where he talks about you know what we have as tax compliant citizens is a very very small percentage of what it is it to be, right? Or what is it is projected to be, whether or not it is 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 a matter of uh, seeing. So. Um, just just to put again number here, so in in the previous financial year, so financial year fifteen sixteen, um, you know the total number of taxpayers was about sixty point four seven million, and this has now jumped to about eighty point two seven million. So about twenty million new taxpayers were added in in just one financial year, which is a decent right there. Um, similarly, we had GST come in uh, in about uh, you know sometime in in. Uh, August last year. And while the allocations under GST meant that the central government might take a little bit of a hit, because you have to remember that for the first three years, or maybe it's five years, uh, you know, the central government is doing additional compensations to the state against, you know, all the rejig that's been going on under GST, so that there are issues there. But what GST has also brought about is, again, greater tax compliance. So what used to happen under the radar GST uh, is now starting to increase as well. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the impact of of this stuff, because like I said, it's an issue that has been debated for a very long time. Uh, you know, the issue that we we hear from the people side of this context is yes, yes, it's great. I'm more than happy to pay tax, etc. But you know, at the end of the day, th- this has to then come back and show us some benefit to the society as well. Right when we talk about the infrastructure and something that it, India has struggled under. Uh, so let's talk first about like this increase in revenue. What's the government? Um, then are we? I mean, uh, can can we say somewhat reliably that? the fact that we've seen such a nice in revenue uh, will mean good things for us in three to five years?
1: Uh, look, uh, first of all, let me tell you, uh, I am bugged by only one thing in the taxation system in our country or for them in, in anywhere uh, direct tax, indirect tax. I uh, mean, uh, ecosystem that is practiced. For example, for whether it's personal income tax or corporate tax, there are certain categories either by way of vision or by the vertical income, or uh, by virtue of uh, the quantum of their income, the permissible expenses, etc. And they, by, by virtue of certain kind of uh, constant that the, some people are given action and are allowed... This works as a disincentive for anyone is compelled. So the moment you a alternative that you if you were doing this, you could possibly be escaping the tax. People would be definitely wanting to adopt those methods. So that's why you would see there are trusts coming up and there are NGOs up and then there are so many uh, things that are happening in this. Yeah, uh,
0: people declaring like, themselves as farmers because farmers yeah, are example. Yeah, farmers,
1: etc. Et so that externalism is not the to happen for taxation. As against this, it, GST is all-inclusive. It does not differentiate whether you are a farmer or you are not a farmer. As a purchaser of any goods or services, you pay the tax that is built into the it, goods or services that has been purchased by you. It is built into it so you cannot earlier also the sales tax was of a similar kind but then the implementation was absolutely manual and it had its own efficiencies because of the manager of the taxation but now that you have been able to digit and uh, going towards uh, making proper growth for ensuring that everything sold is accounted and against the because of that uh, at some other stage site. this is the right way to go with the exceptionalism, if if you is food and i have to purchase food we pay tax the same rates we pay irrespective of whether you are a farmer or and i government officer it doesn't matter now that non exceptionalism is the most important thing you don't grudge if everybody is, prone grudge. But the moment you tell me that if you can such, you would not paying it. Yeah,
0: and, and and again to to clarify here as well, like the exception that that the GST has that comes with it is pure turnover based one. So if you are under yeah. a certain turnover in your exempt, that's yeah. fine. But that doesn't matter yeah. of the type of industry or, or or the the business you're in. And similarly, yeah. once you cross that threshold, doesn't matter again what type of industry you are you are you are in.
1: And that threshold, technical terms. 20 lakhs is such a threshold <clears> that only small uh, traders and uh, service providers would be exempt, but generally anybody would be doing a 20 uh, in a year without. Right. That also brings me to another uh, aspect of it, See, in income tax or in a tax where exceptionalism is permitted, it is very difficult to ensure a broadening of tax base by voluntary tax. It becomes very difficult because people will always try to find ways. Whereas, DST, you cannot keep it. And if you look at the current figures that it is giving, even for loans, if there are seven crore people, organisations and people who have been who have been um, lent money, business, think uh, the government safely. Uh, Assume to reach a tax base of two to three crore in three years' time, because all these mud- with whatever little effort that they do, and w- with whatever attrition may happen, in the- at least two to three crore people succeeding in getting a turnover, whereby they become a GST. Now that is the time when the real broadening of the tax, and we have to actually progress more and more. Uh, try to acquire such processes where the tax base increases automatically by compulsory compliance and not by optional.
0: And then again, there, there is a long-term implication to this as well, right? So if the government is able to add a, a significant amount of uh, increased businesses or general taxpayers, uh, it also it can mean that the government can go a little bit easy on it. So as, as we've seen already, and uh, this, this this year as well. Uh, where we had this sort of increase in in turnover under, so one of the one of the announcements that came out this year was that 25% um, fixed corporate tax rate that that has been you know that that is that was in place last year, which was a a hundred crore turnover uh, basis. So if just to explain that, basically if you have a, a turnover of 100 crore, you are assumed to pay a fixed 25%. Right. And it's slightly higher if if it goes more. And then this year the same twenty five percent has now been increased to turnover of two hundred and fifty crores. So it's a more than of the turnover uh, you know, to clients so it adds to simplification of process, obviously, when you have a fixed rate and you don't have to sit and compute a lot of these other nitiquities that go into it, it makes life easier for compliance. But at the same time, the reason the government, can, because to to do a, uh, the calculation, it actually means that by doing this, the government is actually going to take a hit of about 7,000 crore in, in its revenue generation because it is bringing those companies that were initially paying 28% or rates of tax uh, to doing it. But the the, the reason they're able to do that is because they, they know that it means that more can declare themselves you know, within action. within the acceptable rate, you know, more companies will be happy to do that because they know that it means that they are not going to be significantly affected by the tax rate. So, so there is a sort of while it looks like immediately, let's say for example, again these are long term things that we need to look at, which is you know this year there's going to be a hit of seven thousand but there's a potential that the year after and the year after that more. You know, Okay. Uh, so the other thing as well, I wanted to sort of uh, address because I think this was one of the, since we're in the taxation uh, bit as well. Uh, did you have any thoughts regarding this sort of uh, reintroduction of the capital gain? Or so uh, previously where we had the vision where if you had, uh, you know, short term capital gains, which were taxed, the long term were not. And now the, the long term can be taxed again. Uh, which did create quite a lot of, uh, you know, as as usual, as it tends to do with the budget when, the, you know, new taxes introduced. Uh, it does kind of, uh, have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I would say like uh, this Fact example of the kind of exception that prevailed in the capital good, uh, assets uh, area. Till now, long was not taxable exception. The moment you remove it, People start feeling that well, there's something which is not. But the point is, why not have a uniform policy irrespective of the for which the investment is there, irrespective of the term. It could be a one-day investment or it could be a hundred investment. The 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 policy for tax uniform for all. So that is where again I would say this is a good move in the sense that the disparity between long term term is uh, at least being attempted to be removed in some sort of way. I don't know uh, uh, other uh, uh, overlapping laws would be there in the taxation uh, manuals which would make somebody pay more or less due of some exception. So I don't know that uh, as of now. I, I am not a tax expert so I can't do that but I definitely feel but the way to go is to actually make uniform taxation policy all kinds of assets, for all kinds of income. And
0: there's, I mean, one thing. So again, this is I'm not an economist per se, or, or so on. But you know, just looking at it from a from a trend perspective, the one other impact that what I feel when I hear about that that tax, yeah, there is the the only exception as far as I put the analysis that there's a one like uh I think so. it gains about one like what is going to be taxed not under uh that, that the way it reads to me is it's sort of an interesting kind of keep things moving as well so you keep something for longer now it actually has compared to before right so yeah. previously you would just sit on the thing you would sit on your assets at a minimum of one year Big could be taxed primarily but or it could be other reasons as well. And now suddenly that, that sort of philosophy has to change a little bit because now you're going to be forced to sort of start moving the assets around a little bit better, faster, whatever it might be. And again, this is very a conceptual statement as I'm not trying to generalize too much, okay, but so where there is potentially a, a help to the directly as well.
1: It would, it would definitely, I mean, one thing is that there would be additional revenue coming out of whatever long that have been done. Apart from that, progressively, people would be more seeking or selling their assets based on need rather than based on greed of savings. So uh, the economy runs better when it is need-based and greed-based. So uh, any, any economy would be running better in this kind of a scenario. So I, I think I lost the government's view so far he is concerned.
0: Yeah, and and again, to put a number, the, the the revenue jump by doing this is expected to be somewhere in the twenty thousand crore area. So it's again, it's a significant jump we're looking at now.
1: No, but but again, uh, if you look at uh, the kind of uh, flourish that is being seen of markets uh, and uh, the kind of decline that is being seen in real estate markets, so I do not know uh, end of the day which way the scale will go. But definitely, I think it will be in th- the uh
0: Is there anything else on the expenditure side and stuff that you want to address uh, that we may not no, have I think
1: covered? almost everything. Uh, I think we've okay. touched almost everything. So, but but I would, hope in a short uh, uh, time, try to highlight what uh, people that I've talked uh, about the budget from defense, agriculture, and MS uh, enterprise. There was one common chord that came out: the budget invariably every eight of ten of ten, but the ground level implements is not as per So, in case of health is so in defense. this is so in case of agriculture. in fact agriculture I was, I was a bit surprised that uh, the expert. Who is an economist? Very assiduously said that the benefits of crop loans are not being passed on to the farmers. The farmers are not even aware. So, what is major complaint about the whole system? Yeah, the awareness
0: bit was, was very saling. yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, it is such a good thing, such a good thing that is happening on the ground, the is being given, whether it's crop insurance or whatever other insurance. But people are not aware is an insurance available. If they even if they are aware, they are not aware process to claim it. And even if they are aware of the process, they don't know how to escalate, where to escalate in case the process does not get it in its due course. So this is a huge gap. So much of money spent, so much of expectations having been missed. And then this does not happen on the ground, it major concern. I think things to really be uh, taken up by the global seriousness. Similarly, about uh, the defense, there was a very, very surprising and, and a very apt observation. See, uh, there's been a process of listing companies who have been found to have gone into some kind of, you know, being or whatever, being and other things. Gentlemen, this, that... It may not be a good idea to bless them. You may find them, but do not prevent their products from being used in the safety of the nation. That is something, I mean, come to that the, the company which is producing those equipments that stage because quality products. So just don't prevent the usage of quality products just because somebody lobbied or somebody allowed them to lobby something so similarly for the entrepreneurship i think the complaint was that all this looks very good when you have a threshold value of 250 crores better a tax benefit very good but at the ground level how many startups are actually getting the benefit startups are being given the benefit that are that are appearing as business steps, see there are a lot of steps that are being is a business, but how much of it actually is percolating to the ground? How much are able to eat? There is no uh, way of monitoring it, it, and uh, recalibrate the entire uh, pipe to make tiff. There has to be a concerted in all this
0: yeah and i think uh, these are excellent points raised honestly because i think implement where the biggest gap is right again and I, we we mentioned this at the start of this episode as well where there are the layers in between uh, you know an allocation that comes from the ministry of finance of okay if you talk about central government as a whole to the to the end result uh, ministries departments state governments their own ministries and and so much in terms of tiering and, and things that happen but at the end of the day, we have to look at it and we have to start, we have to figure out better ways to do it. So one of the things, I mean, as an example, you know, when you're looking at implementation of projects, I mean, something this government has done slightly differently um, is that they have these uh, review meetings where project review meetings that happen, I think it's the third Wednesday of every month, where uh, the PMO essentially sits with different stakeholders and tries to push projects along, try to resolve issues that might be stalling projects and things like that. But again, you know, we, with the kind of backlog that we have, I mean, these, everything cannot be done by the PMO naturally. I, I, I think that no, see, is uh, the, progress,
1: the progress of projects, I believe, is more structured and more monitored than the progress of the schemes. See, there are two different concepts. One is a, which has a plan, a scheme has an ambition, it doesn't have a plan. So, uh, to make that ambition become real on the ground, there has to be a planning in And when yeah. you do a plan, always a review teams do not have a review people also don't get to know what is the progress of how many people uh, there uh, is not known
0: yeah and i think these are again once again valid points i mean again you know we we might talk about uh, this healthcare scheme you know we may we may as as more and more statistics come you know what it is that will actually determine for example Eligibility in and all of these things. See, we talk, we are talking about this and that's wonderful, right? But at the end of the day, the person that is actually eligible for this scheme, as you, as and to take the example of the agriculture one, needs to be A, aware that such a scheme exists and he can do that for his family. B, he needs to have easy access to uh, you know the PSUs or whoever it is that will be contacted to deliver this at the end of the day. Um, and then three, and importantly, you know, when at least when it comes to things like healthcare, the claim process and all of this needs to be ironed out because you know, at the end of the day, when someone is sick, when the family members are are, are not well, uh, you know, having to deal with a process that doesn't go anywhere and stuff is uh, it will just be as bad as as it was before, even if allocations right. are there. And again, we go back to the original point that we were making in this episode, which is uh, looking at the uh, the rear view analysis type of thing, right? So next year, just because they allocate this year, they have said, okay, it will, it will go, up, you know, ten crore families, I think, and fifty crore people is, is the number. Mm-hmm. Next year, you know, they say, okay, we we did it; it worked really well guess what, we're going to take it to 75 crore uh, people in total and, uh, you know, whatever, 20 crore families we were taking. Uh, it, this will sound wonderful on paper again, because it's going to be like, hey, look, it's it's uh, 10%, 20%, 50% higher than last year. Uh, mm-hmm. But the important thing, again, is then to look at that analysis to say, listen, you know, uh, the last year's allocation is to which how many families actually signed up, got insurance, and then used that insurance, and then what budget needs to be done. So these kind of reviews are extremely, extremely important, I think, and that is the central point, I guess. Right. Excellent. So uh, uh, anything else you wanted to add to this?
1: I think I am done.
0: Okay. So thank you very <laughs> much, Adar. Uh, mm-hmm. So this uh, pretty much concludes uh, you know, our, our budget review series. Uh, one of the things I, I would like to add here is that we will definitely, I think, about six months down the road, uh, we will try to bring some of these experts back when we, you know, when we get some ad- additional numbers on allocations and how far these allocations think we, we get to know that, I think, uh, roughly about six months into the year. Uh, so I think we, have that, we can at least touch on it and try to look at it, you know, knowing what we know then from the perspective we have now. Uh, but that being said, I mean, if you like what, what you're listening to, uh, please do subscribe to our channel as well. Um, so you can be alerted when new videos come out. Uh, we're going to try to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, quite a few episodes every month, picking out a schedule and things like that. So, um, and you can always leave us a comment uh, either here or on Twitter, uh, so that we can know what, what you think of the episodes, what you might want us to discuss further, and we'll keep trying. Yeah.